0: Hello and welcome to the Small Man's What Fight Podcast. My name's Neil Holmes, and this is my buddy and regular opponent, Richard Ralph Robotham. How's it going, buddy? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. It's nice to be back. Nice to still be alive after <laughs> two years of madness. Yeah, yeah, it's um it's been a few years of a lot of changes for everybody involved. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. At least of which that you are now a father. Yeah, I, 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 I was definitely involved in the process of having a <laughs> uh, having a small person. Not that much involvement, though, right? No, uh, I, I was there for bits of it. I drift in and now. Yeah, just on the periphery, like. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we talk about miniature wargaming things, and there's been a lot of change. So, what have we missed? In, like, the two years since last we officially talked podcast-wise. Right, okay, this is going to be... I, I, <laughs> this is going to blow your mind, but I'm ready. Mantic are on Kickstarter again. Oh my god, no! I know, it seems <laughs> every time we record a podcast, Mantic have got something on Kickstarter. I figure there must have been some time when they weren't running a Kickstarter, but I'm not quite sure when. No. <laughs> no. Uh, anyway, uh, it's uh, this would be Dreadball, right? Dreadball version two, I believe it's fully funded. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> mm, fair enough. I'm assuming they've got the same like massive, massive deals if you actually back the Kickstarter. Yes, I want to say yes. I've I've not actually paid much attention to this the Kickstarter this time to be <laughs> honest. I mean that's that's fair. I um, <laughs> I mean we played. Played a decent bit of Dreadball version one that was good fun, yeah, but uh I think we've kind of fallen out with it a little bit it's It's just there's so much so many other things going on at the moment, yeah, yeah, I think uh, when we tend to play, it's either us two or we're but, adding in another couple of people, so it's four of us playing, so something that lets four people play at once is kind of floating our boat at the minute, I think. Yeah, or oh, something that can easily, uh, eas- easily be. Uh, no, nope, brain's that. gone. There was a word there. <laughs> no, no. Scaled words. up, that'll do. Two words. Scaled yeah, up. something that can easily Yay. be scaled up to allow for more people <laughs> playing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So well, I don't know. I might poke in and see what's happening, but I'm 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 not that bothered about Dreadball at the minute. No. Uh, Games Workshop, on the other hand. Okay. Going great guns since we last met. (laughs) And have released no less than... Well, it's actually eight new box games with a ninth due for release on the 24th of September. Oh, man. Yeah. Games Workshop have been busy. Most of which using old minis, but, I mean, Age of Sigmar, which uh, released the uh, plastic Mark IV Space Marines, Cataphract AI... Terminators and mm-hmm. uh, oh gosh, what's the dreadnought? Contemptor dreadnought. Contemptor dreadnought, which is not a very great plastic model, but it is nice to have one. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I wouldn't buy one separately now they're on sale because, yeah. to be honest, the price point is ridiculous. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. That's a bit of a miss. But you know, just having one. I mean, the the price for Age of uh for uh. Betrayal at Calf was ninety-five pounds. Yes, with thirty marines, five Terminators, two character models—one in Terminator armor and one in power armor—and the gear, uh, the Contemptor dreadnought for and all ninety-five pounds. Plus the actual game. Yeah, plus a, a which... whole game you can play on its own, which I'm told, although I've never tried it, is actually okay. I have it. It's round here somewhere. It's probably <laughs> still shrink wrapped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I've not dived into it because, you know, who would when you've yeah. got Space Marines to play 30k with? <laughs> yeah, but there's some really nice looking miniatures. Yeah, and the thing is, the box games are such good value. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Off, oh, don't get me started. I mean, uh, like, games Workshop, I've, I actually listened to our old podcast, and basically the whole time we were ragging on Games Workshop for being overpriced, and not doing anything that we cared about. And now, they're releasing box after box of stuff that's actually flipping brilliant value. Yeah. It's Uh, weird, and I'm scared, and I don't know what's happening. Moving on, we've got (laughs) Renegade, which was the the knight uh, game, which came with... Oh yeah, I'd forgotten about that one. Two Imperial Knights and scenery... Yeah, all for the cost of not a great deal more than one Imperial Knight. Than buying one Imperial Knight, uh, Deathwatch Overkill, which came oh, with yes. de- uh, the twelve Deathwatch models. I want to say a uh, whole bunch of uh, Gene Stealer hybrids. I love those so much. They <laughs> they are some really really great looking miniatures. Again, good value box, plenty of bits. Uh... Obviously, Death Watch is something we're going to be talking about in a little while. Hint. What Hint. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Execution Force, which came with the four new Assassin minis. I'd forgotten about that one, actually, a yeah. A whole bunch of uh, Recycled Chaos minis. Then we've got... Still going. Still going. I'm As, waiting. Most recently, uh, Storm Cloud, which was the uh, the Flyer Twin Box sets. There was three... Was there, three, three different versions? Four, yeah. Uh, so you get two flyers, a bunch of dice, and rules for a game, which I have no idea what's involved. I've not seen a single word about that game. Yeah. Uh Lost Patrol, uh, Scouts versus Gene Stealers. Yeah, that's quite a budget little game, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest, it's one you could quite easily see in Toys R Us. Uh, I know there's been a competition in my uh, local wargame store. First person to get out of the jungle wins a Kit Kat. So far, the Kit Kat remains unclaimed. And <laughs> yeah, that game has not been. Uh, has been out for quite a while now? Yeah, yeah, it's certainly a couple of months. Uh, <laughs> Safe Kit Kat then. It's kind of <laughs> taking over from where uh, Space. Uh, not Space Crusade. Space Hulk. Space Hulk left off where if you're Marines, you're essentially screwed. (laughs) Uh, What else have we got? Uh, Into uh, Warhammer, we had Age of Sigmar release. What's what's that? I've not heard of that at all. (laughs) Yeah, which uh, has split the community somewhat. Some people really don't like what's happened to Warhammer Universe. Other people think it's actually made things a lot better, a lot more accessible. Uh, me included. <laughs> yes, I basically don't care what people that are bemoaning the loss of old Warhammer think, because I love AOS. Yeah, I. It's a really fun game. I love a lot of the miniatures that have been released for it. There's definitely a new sense of style going on there. That so. yeah, it's all kind of scaling up as well, which I think Games Workshop have been pushing against for so long, and they've finally just got to add ah, stuff. It will make everything bigger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's nice. And I I I love the kind of the artistic style. They've got a chance to change things about a lot more. Like instead of having tree men, they've now got like a lady on top of a giant bug. Yeah. And the orcs they can just make bigger and sillier and the I mean the Stormcasts are just space marines. And it just gives them a chance to get out from the whole Tolkien umbrella and make something a bit more of their own. Yes. Which, in some ways, is what Games GamesWorks have been trying to do, because <laughs> it's, if if it's their own IP, that means they can copyright it, and GW do love to copyright things. Oh, yes, they do. Uh, uh, well, on the upside, they're really keen on licensing right now, which is pretty cool, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. I think I saw an announcement today for a, a new uh, 40K game, which is basically tabletop 40K. Really? As a computer game. Yeah, I've forgotten what it's called completely, but... Uh, Mm. Yeah, that looks pretty cool. Even though i barely touch computer games anymore, but still, who has time? <laughs> <Especially> <laughs> when you I've got so many little mans to paint. Oh, uh, seriously, I'm sat <laughs> at my computer and I just, I just have uh, blood reavers, lots and lots of blood reavers, <laughs> a million have, billion blood reavers. I have twelve painted now, twelve <laughs> of, of forty, and and one of them's actually based as well. Oh my god! I know. <laughs> Um, I've, like, base-coated five Stormcast. Wow. That's, that's you're, it. You're, you're doing good. No, no I'm not. Don't lie. <laughs> Don't patronize me, boy. <laughs> oh, it's oh, so... I just... I, like... Sometimes... Like, I tell you what. I never paint if i mean to paint. If I sit down and go, right, I, I'm going to do some painting today. Get some done. Never do any. Or if I'm just sat there going, I'll just stick these guys together. I'll just stick a bit of paint on them, and I'll like finish a bunch of guys. Yeah. If I plan to, I never do it. You know what? It's actually working for me at the moment because, uh, I mean, the days when I'm not at work, we put Henry to bed about eight, and then after Danielle's gone to bed, I will sit up for a couple of hours and kind of the time between ten and midnight. That's when I'm at my most. uh, (laughs) <laughs> paint terrific That's prime painting time that is prime painting time <laughs> uh warhammer 40000 sanctus reach is the computer game all oh, right apparently turn based it says here so yeah oh. that'd be really cool if they did like a, a proper digital version of 40k yeah hmm. uh back to tabletop on the back of age of sigmar we've also had the return of warhammer quest yeah warhammer, warhammer quest, quest the silver tower Yes. And uh, you know what? It's good. It's real good. It is good fun. The rules are a little bit cagey in some places. Yeah, but but, but it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> it's the thing we've been missing for so yeah. long. Yes, it's um it's really simple to play and you can just plow through it and kill a bunch of dudes and feel good doing it. And yeah. isn't that what we like? That that basically is what our tabletop game for <laughs> Visceral pleasure of slicing up dudes. Of murder. Yes. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, no, that's that's been great. And it's all new miniatures as well in Silver yeah. Tower. And they're all great. Yeah. Actually it is, isn't it? All all brand new. There's... Yeah. Yeah, the the hero miniatures are great. Oh the uh no, it's a different sorcerer as well, isn't it? I was going to say it's the Gaunt Summoner, but it's not. It's a different... Uh... No, because he lived on a flyy jobbo, and this guy's, like, stabbing a book. Like you do <laughs> when you're a Gaunt Summoner, apparently. Yeah, if I was a Gaunt Summoner, I'd stab so many books. I'd call myself Billy Bookstabber. It's a good name for a Gaunt S- Summoner. solid right, and really strike fear into the hearts of one's enemies. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah but that that's a, that's a fantastic box and I'm so glad Warhammer Quest is back and I really hope that they start doing um like additional mission pack things for it that would make I, me a happy happy man. I I, don't know, I get the impression that they're gonna put a lot of support into it I mean already had all, the uh, the hero pack came like a week after the original release, yep yeah, yeah another box set from Games Workshop yeah. that represented really, really significant. Savings. Yeah, that was four character models for thirty-five pounds. Where one is twenty-five out of that box, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. This guy's twenty-five on his own. Something, something like that. I mean, Man, the uh, blood priest, I ain't... slaughter priest. Sorry, is uh, <laughs> when when you play corn, it's easy to forget that not everything has the word blood at the start of it. Just most. Things. Yeah, just most. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was a great box, and yeah. Oh Silver Tower. Yep. Uh the, also on the horizon is Gore Chosen, which is an arena combat game, uh using the corn character models from Age of Sigmar. Is currently sitting at a price point of I think thirty five pounds again, so for the four character models plus the boards, cards, dice looking at good value again. So it's another sort of little little game. Yeah. So have no game. idea what the games like yet but recycled miniatures uh it's another slaughter priest un- unfortunately <laughs> but uh, never have too many slaughter priests apparently not and in fact i've i just read on the uh, on natfka how do you pronounce natfka i tend to pronounce it <laughs> natfka <laughs> that's all right it's not just me i just read on there that uh the rumouring that the new monthly um White Dwarf is going to have yet another sort of slaughter priest on the cover. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's another thing. White Dwarf returning to a monthly release releases rather than the weekly. Right now, this is a thing, right? Because yes. I've kind of started getting into a weekly White Dwarf. I Don't really read it. Don't get me wrong. But do you look at the pretty pictures? Um, no, but I, I look forward <laughs> to the weekly release cycle that we've been having. <laughs> I do like the weekly release cycle. I must admit, 10 o'clock on a Saturday is one of the most exciting times of the week for me when I get to check out the pre orders. Yeah, it's really cool just seeing life. Because like... apparently I have no life. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we're recording a podcast about War Games miniatures, dudes. Um, we, we don't have lives. Just. But my mom thinks I'm cool. And she doesn't. I talk to her, she doesn't. Oh, yeah, well. I'd never liked her anyway. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from me and my uh, dysfunctional family. Uh, Start collecting boxes are a thing. Yes. Yeah. Like the old battalion boxes, but better. Mm, are they better? Maybe they're a better-era. bit better. They're, they're smaller. So you don't get a ton of crap that you don't really want. And they're much more of a saving than the old ones were. Actually thinking on, I I I, I do have five possessed models that I've never used that <laughs> came in a battalion box. Uh so yeah, probably are better represent better value. I know some of them certainly uh the Lizard Men, sorry, Seraphon, Seraphon, GW <laughs> two thousand fifteen. Yeah. Uh, we're we're uh, buying the big model from the start collecting set on its own, is the same price as the Start Collecting set. Yep. Love uh, it. I think there's the Skeleton Horde one as well. You get one of the uh, Mortarks. I oh, remember the, talking the about big guys when... guys with skulls up the bum. <laughs> yes, when we originally recorded our uh, <laughs> podcast, they were the new hot shit. Yes, they uh, were the new hotness. Yeah, well, you get one in the Skeleton Horde box. I think it retails at, on its own at like £48, pounds, so you're getting like three Skeletons. Nice. So... Yeah, and everyone likes skeletons. Yes, but nobody likes the new Stormcast Start Collecting Box. No! Because it's boring. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Just like, oh. in fact, the, the or Oruks, which is apparently the new word for orcs, their start of box, Start Collecting Box, is boring too. They have two. 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 Uh, there's one that's green skins and one that's iron jaws. Yeah, the new mm. models, nice. I like those. Old models, yeah. Yeah, like, I... Your exciting centrepiece is a chariot pulled by pigs. Yeah, no. But, some interesting looking things. Uh, the uh, set that goes for Age of Sigmar and Fort UK. We've got both the Chaos Space Marines box, a little unpopular. Uh, Hellbrutes, not great on the tabletop, and... To be honest, a lot of Chaos players are getting itchy for a new uh, new basic Space Marine miniature. Well, yeah, they're looking very sad now, the old uh, Chaos Space Marines. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> Literally hundreds of pounds of behind me. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay to admit what's going on. I need help. It's alright. <laughs> Yeah, no, those uh, those old Space Marines, cursed Space Marines, are looking kind of sad now. Yeah, yeah, especially when GW were doing such great work with plastic. It's true. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, even thinking back to not so long ago when we finally got new Eldar jet bikes. Yes. Yeah, after years and like 1995, I think it said on the sprue for the old jet bikes, and they were still in service till what last year. Oh, might have been the year before. No, could have uh, been. Could have been last year. Hmm. I can't remember. Anyway, I don't have any because I don't play Elder anymore. Oh, <laughs> you're not sad. You're happy. I fucking hated Elder. <laughs> <laughs> fucking yes, Eldor and were... their pointy eared babies. <laughs> they were bastards. But on the upside, it looks like um, there's a load of new Elder stuff happening though. Yes. Uh, <laughs> which takes us on to uh, next week's. Burf B- Blue <laughs> Yeah uh, Of course you were channeling your inner Ogor there, which yes. were this week's new releases. Yes. Ah, good tie in. <laughs> Segway <laughs> No, that's a little scootery thing. All oh, right. right. Horizontal oh, wheels. Oh, I've got uh, confused. Uh yeah, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Ogors, Age of Sigmar I recently played against an Ogor army. It was horrible. I never want to do it ever again. It Fair was, enough. It was I like I shall I shall pick up a box of ogors right away. It was literally like running at a wall made out of flesh and axes. Hmm. That sounds disgusting. It yeah, no, it was, <laughs> it was not pretty. No, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. I've 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 heard tales of people playing versus ogors and it just being kind of a a big old slobber knocker. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like a good word for it. Slobberknocker. Slobberknocker. <laughs> yeah, but next week... Next week... Going forward. Go, going forward, business speak. Stop it now. <laughs> yep. Stop it, we'll have less. <laughs> yes. So Death, the rumours are all Death pointing Watch. at Eldor and... The Death Watch. Oh my god. Could it... I really, really, really... I'm hoping that this is... Um, like a pivot point for forty k. <laughs> I want this to be like, this is the point where Space Marines turn into the army where you have a few guys and they're all rock hard, and the Eldar have a story, and we we pivot into a forty k end times. I want that so much. <laughs> yeah, that I I think that is it. I've just become so bored with forty k, and it's uh, not. Would... <laughs> 40k's fault so much as just, I don't know. Do you know whose fault it is? It's AOS's fault. It's AOS's fault. (laughs) I think. Because if you look at like, AOS went, right, you know all this, we're all bored of it, we've all read the same backgrounds in the Army books and codexes for millions of years, let's wipe it all away and start with something new. And we've had, like, Novels on top of novels. We've had an ongoing storyline with the Realm Gate Wars. It's been super exciting, and oh, don't vis- forget the uh, worldwide campaign at the moment going on at the moment. Yes, which I have contributed so much to. <laughs> I, I've contributed to two points. I contributed one, and that was a pity point because I showed up. Yes, you had a <coughs> sort of painted army. <laughs> Yeah, no, it uh, that game did not go well for me. It it really did not. Yeah, this last last week I uh, went over to the sanctuary in Sutton where Ralph uh, tends to play. We had a game there of my shoddily assembled Stormcast versus his corn dudes, and I got whooped. Yeah, it was uh, it was <laughs> unexpected. It, it was a shocking, and whopping what happened. Yeah, I was uh, I was quite uh, quite taken aback at that one. I I, I think it was uh, obviously the campaign. It was the special uh, scenario for the campaign, wasn't it? Yeah, the, where and we had the two heroes in the middle of the table duking it out. out. Yeah, yeah, with your instant gear axe. Yes, <laughs> the uh, the mighty axe of corn. Oh, so yes, the mighty acts of corn mm. on the mighty lord of corn on the mighty lord of corn of blood of blood the blood, the blood <laughs> mighty lord yes corn yeah. yeah yeah why not let's go with it yeah so, so you've got blood letters blood thirsters we've got your blood reavers blood I can't remember the the big armory guys but the blood something blood uh, blooders uh, blood secretors oh god <laughs> that's such a terrible name yeah <laughs> uh, the blood Whip guy. <laughs> what are the uh? What are the big stumpy juggernaut guys called? Uh, big stumpy juggernaut guys. No, they're uh, they're called the blood blooders. Crushers? No, no, blood crushers are the armored ones. The demon uh, ones are skull crushers. In this book, blood. Cr- oh no, the demon ones are blood crushers. So, oh, well, the, there you go. Uh, and the uh. The what's it, the guys in armour on Juggernauts are skull crushers. Right, important, important yes. distinction there. Blood crushers and skull, skull crushers. One can crush a skull, but one would find it hard to crush blood. But blood letters manage it through their blood. Maybe. Um, let's not get into the semantics of how Korn decides to name his minions. <laughs> Corn yeah. cares not from where the blood flows, <coughs> as long as, as it's in your name right at the start, so everyone knows what's going down. yes, <laughs> oh, uh, while well, I've got the book open, uh, I'll have a look what the army guys are called, no, no I won't, yes, I will, oh, I forgot the blood stoker, that's the whippy guy, blood, stoker. <laughs> yes, he stokes the blood, well, yeah, well, Oh they're obviously. just called they're just called blood warriors. Blood Warriors. Well, that's boring. I feel a bit let down now, after uh, the wonder that he's blood secret. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, I feel the this- blood secretary as well, and that upsets me. <laughs> the blood secretary. <laughs> Hold my calls, please, Miss Johnson. Blood. <laughs> yeah. Were we talking about anything sane and rational? I think we were. No, probably not. No. Uh... Anyway, we were talking about the Death Watch and Death Mask, the boxer on the horizon with new well, I mean the contents are we've got Captain Artemis, who originally appeared in the Inquisitor game, way back, I think, two thousand, might have been ninety nine. Man, I always wanted to get into Inquisitor and I never even saw the book in flesh. I actually had uh, the uh, the Captain Artemis. Uh, I won't say miniature, but it was huge. Uh, unfortunately, I sold it on eBay uh, a couple of years ago. Oh right. Yeah, yeah. He was he was big, but fair one of those things I purchased on a whim that I was never ever actually going to do anything with. Well, that's fair. That's like fifty percent of most people's model collections, though. Isn't yeah, it? but then I kind of took the money from that and channeled it into. a, a Crick's army for uh, War Machine, which I still haven't assembled yet. Filth. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I literally I think it came in the post two days before Henry was born. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> did yes, yes, yes. Yeah. You were like assembling Crick's models, and then you had a son. Then I had a t- yeah, that was it. <laughs> so, bye bye, free time. Yeah, yeah, that'd do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've just pulled up what is supposedly the contents. Of the uh, of the, the Death Watch, uh, what was it called? Masky... masky death Mask. Masky, deathy Masky Blood Mask. Death Mask of Death. <laughs> yeah, so it says it included miniatures, one Watch Captain Artemis, which is the dude you were talking about, Yep. five Death Watch veterans, five Vanguard veterans, one Venerable Dreadnought, and one Death Watch Upgrade Frame. See, this is what interests... The Deathwatch vets are the different miniatures to the uh, the Vanguard vets with the upgrade sprue. Yeah, it could be that the the upgrade frame is is um like the Space Wolf additional frame thing, so you can just make regular Space Marines Death Guard ones, or is it something different? It does actually say here five Deathwatch veterans and then five Vanguard veterans. So it kind of suggests that Death Watch veterans are in fact their own thing. That'd be nice. A new... Uh, and then I suppose for the, the upgrade sprue, it's just a case of five shoulder pads, five arms. Some uh, fancy heads and things with Fancy heads on it. <laughs> fancy guns. And fanciness. Fancy, yeah, general uh, fancy upgradiness. I suppose there needs to be a fancy arm for the the Dreadnought as well? Mm, probably. They've probably got like some sort of weirdo weapons. One thing yeah. I did read about the the new codex was um, there's not going to be a lot of unit options, but the upgradeability is going to be very high. So you can spend a lot of points on a few guys. See, that is what I wanted to see with the last with out of uh, Deathwatch overkill. That was the uh, the board game, wasn't it? Yes. When they released yeah. the forty k rules for the Death Guard out of that, I wanted to see that as more not so much as a squad as uh kind of I'd want to say something like Did you ever see Colonel Schaefer's Last Chances? Yes, yeah, the kind of the, the movie Marines idea. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. I want to play each Marine as a separate independent character. And then Yeah, and them be ass kickingly awesome like they are in the books. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and if it costs, you know, a thousand points for ten marines, then so be it. That'd be cool, and I kind of feel like Games Workshop will be more open to that now, especially with um like them encouraging small like small army play in Age of Sigmar. Yes. Same, so, yeah. I'd like, I'd like that. Yeah. I'd like that a lot. But anyway, on the Eldar side, we have the return of Mister Eldrad Ulthran. It, Ulthran, Ulthwan. Ulth. Ul, Ul. Ulthran. It used to be. Whether they're changing it, I don't Ugh, know. I d- I don't know. Just. Dirty Eldar number one. <laughs> Filthy Eldar. Don't don't worry about it. But yeah, so the Eldar side in the box is apparently Eldred Ulthran. Uh, Twelve Harlequin players. I'm guessing they're the Bargo Harlequin dudes. One Death Jester. Uh, one Void Weaver. Was that the, the the jet bike? I think that was the one with the dude on the back. Hang on. So it was like a two guys. You know who'll know? Games Workshop will know. Nah, they won't. <laughs> Uh, also, two Skyweavers. I think they're the jet bikes. Right. And then one Harlequin transfer sheet. Ooh, transfers. Does anyone still <laughs> use transfers? I use transfers. Really? I love transfers. I, oh, my yeah. oh, word. Do you know what the secret is for transfers? You've got to get yourself a little bottle of Microsol and a little bottle of Microset. Right. Uh, and it makes them brilliant. Sounds like heresy. <laughs> you paint on uh, the Microsol on fur, or well, you gloss varnish it first. Paint on the Microsol, put the transfer on, paint some more Microsol on it, and leave it. And the Microsol dissolves like the transfer carrier, so it just settles down and disappears. Okay. And then you cover it over with Microset, and it fixes it in place. And then just put another little bit of varnish over it, and you get a really nice look like it's literally been painted on. You don't get that weird sort of outline you get used to get round transfers. Ah, huh, cool. Yeah, it's really nice stuff. Like, super great. <laughs> right. Eldar. Harlequins. Yeah, so the Skyweavers are the jet bikes, and the Void Weavers, Stroke Star Weavers, are the kind of Viper esque. Kind of. Yeah, so like one dude piloting, one dude stood on the back doing something. Yeah. Well, I mean, right. so the standard Harlequin troop is six many so if we say it's two of those, twenty-four pounds a go brings you to forty eight pounds. <laughs> uh two Skyweavers, that's another twenty-four pounds. Seventy-two. Uh plus a void weaver, that's another twenty-five pounds. So we're looking at ninety seven pounds, not including the one. Ulfran, Ulfran Eldred of characters who would probably be kind of like an eighteen quid character model, if not more. Yeah. So. Uh, and that's just the Eldar side. Yeah. And uh, like I say the price point in the US is a hundred and fifty dollars. Which is the same as um, the Horus Heresy box betrayal account. Yeah, it's about there. So I think we're looking at about ninety-five pounds UK. Nice. Yeah, that's it. A- Again, crazy savings. (laughs) Yeah, that would be really cool. So I'm guessing they're bringing this out. It's not quite... Oh, here we go. There's a little bit more details here. Um, Also included is a 208-page softback copy of Warhammer 40,000 The Rules. Yeah, that's interesting. So it's actually going to be like a new little starter box almost. Like Dreadclaw or... uh... There's the words. Or that... Space wolf Tyrannid no, not space wolf Blood Angel Tyranid one that I forgot the name of Yeah yeah blood Blooders yes bloody storm blood bone mums. storm blood storm let's Betra- just not betrayal <laughs> storm I'm sure it was something storm probably was I do not remember storm of betrayal vengeance that was it yeah that was definitely it yeah totally <laughs> yeah Alright, oh, so that's kinda of cool. So they're bringing out like a new get started with the Death Watch plus some Eldar and the Codex. Or get started with some Eldar plus the Death Watch. Don't encourage people. <sighs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Valid. Yeah. Oh, so that's 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 really quite exciting actually. Yeah. But I'm guessing this is going to be the pre orders along with the new issue of White Dwarf for the month. And then we're uh... gonna be stuck waiting a month for the next release. No, apparently they're sticking with weekly releases.: a uh, oh. weekly release schedule, and the white dwarf is going to cover what's come out through the month rather than uh, what's coming out next month. Oh, so we're still gonna have weekly releases. So we're still talking about a weekly release uh, schedule. Yes. yes, that makes me happy because, um, sad as I am. I do like looking forward to what the weekly releases are going to be. Yeah. It's nice. It's part of the game. (laughs) It's technically not, but... (laughs) It's just nice to see the rumours sort of floating to the surface and gradually becoming more and more concrete. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, this has been an interesting week because it went from uh, Eldred Ulfran was gonna be released and then there were rumors of the Death Watch codex, then the Death Watch trailer that Games Workshop put out. Oh yeah. That actually like you see this is the thing I wanted to mention. Do you remember when we were Weens reading I remember like, being a Ween, vaguely barely do. But reading like White Dwarf and everything, they they barely mentioned the Emperor. Like the only things I can remember seeing the Emperor as an image in was that um, Mike McVeigh diorama of him and Horus stood on the bridge of the battle barge yeah and you never saw him like you had no idea what he looked like or what he did used to look like and it seems weird to me that they showed like a statue of the emperor in that um that sort of death watch trailer hmm, hmm. admittedly they've sort of been showing him off a bit more in the Horus heresy books yeah and, to be honest, it's always a bit of a disappointment when the Emperor turns up in the Horus Heresy books. Because I kind of always want him to be this monstrous thing, and he's never quite as terrifying as I kind of want him to be. Hmm. That's, a, that's an interesting point, actually. Uh, hmm. I wonder about the. I wonder if the Emperor's going to be uh, involved at all in this uh, build-up too. I, I think the talk has been that... Uh, Between 7th and 8th edition, they wanted to push the clock from 5 minutes to midnight to 1 minute to midnight. I I want that so much. I I want the stakes to be raised in 40k. There are (laughs) rumours Magnus the Red's going to be released as a Demon Prince model. That'd be fun. Uh, There's been talk about Lehman Russ being released... Uh, obviously Forgeworld are working on their their version of uh, into the Horus Heresy at the moment, but there is talk of something to do with Lehman Rus coming back uh, for the second half of the uh, the Space Wolf campaign, which I've forgotten the name <laughs> of. I actually don't know much of the lore of, of what happened to Lehman Russ. Did he just basically shove off into the Eye of Terror to go and hunt demons? Uh, yeah, I... The, it's one of those. It's been covered in various ways in the fluff. Uh, some suggest that he'd gone looking for uh, Lionel Johnson. Uh, he sent the Thirteenth Company into the Eye of Terror to uh, track down Magnus the Red. I think had unfinished business. But uh, trying to think, what other uh, tales of Leman Russ? <laughs> he was a but hairy yeah, man, and he did a lot of fights. He gave the uh, the the. Uh, about what's the word? One of those things. I have no idea. <laughs> no, uh, pff, the. Uh, bah, 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 bah. You, you, you can cut this out in editing, can't you? you just making animals. There are no the cuts anymore. It's all live. <laughs> <laughs> uh, prophecy. That's the word I was thinking of. Oh. Yeah, apparently, uh, Lehman Russ, before he left the, the Ayat, uh, gave a prophecy where he would return to. Uh, to his brothers, come the wolf time, come the end. Uh-huh. And, Sounds intriguing. Uh, with uh, Fenris being pretty much blown up at the end of uh, part one of the last uh, Space Wolf campaign, it's suggesting that this might be the wolf time coming, especially with Magnus the Red making a return appearance. Nice. Yeah, so it's plot Plot is moving. <laughs> this has never happened before. I'm scared. Uh, yeah, I mean with all the Eldar stuff as well, they're kind of making mentions of the Webway and things. Yes. And apparently the um according to the Horus Heresy books, the, the Emperor was trying to build an entrance into the Webway. And that was that was his goal. That's why he stopped going out on the crusade with all his sons. And yes. went back to Earth. So maybe there's something happening there. I don't know. I, see, I always work, like the theories about what would happen if the Emperor was actually allowed to die. Oh, yeah, because there's kind of the... What do they call them? The Perpetuals, is it? Perpetuals, yeah. yes. Of which the Emperor and... Uh, oh, gosh. Uh, Grand High Lizard Boy. <laughs> Vulcan. Oh, vul- Vulcan, yes. The, um, uh, What are they called? Salamanders. Salamanders. Primarch. Yes. He's yeah. perpetual, so theoretically lives forever. Just but yeah, I just back. get the fear, if the Emperor is actually allowed to die, would he then be resurrected and bring about a new age of enlightenment? And is that why the High Lords of Terror want <coughs> to keep him on the Golden Throne? Well, true. I think the fact is that, like, people in charge of the Empire realise that if the Emperor did ever gain consciousness, he would be pretty pissed off with the state <laughs> of things. Why? Things have been managed so well. <laughs> Well, the fact this whole deal was like, get rid of gods, <laughs> and now he, he's he been made one by the people that he was trying to stop making gods. <sighs> I hate when that happens. It's got a whole Life of Brian thing going on. He has a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's not the Emperor, he's a very naughty boy. I can't feel too, I feel too <laughs> sorry for him though, because he's just such a douche. <laughs> Mm, did he do all the right things for all the wrong reasons or was it all the wrong things for all the right reasons? I I forget. I think he just did all the wrong things for selfish reasons, (laughs) frankly. Yeah. Yeah, like, um, I forget which book it is. Is it the first heretic? I think it is, where he just turns up on the word bearer's planet and is like, stop this now. All of you, your entire chapter, bow down to me right now and they are psychically forced to do it by him because he's a big old douche. (laughs) That sounds like the type of thing you'd do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ultimate power and all that. So I'm just hoping for movement, 40k storyline movement. I really want it. I really want. I really want chaos to come back. Because I feel oh. like chaos has totally been <laughs> sidelined in 40k. And I mean, yeah. t- I know you have as well. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, they there's were there's kind of. The whole point of the Horus Heresy, which is a huge thing, and it even has its own game. Was how nasty chaos is, and in forty k, chaos is just kind of meh. Yeah, we have kind of become a bit of a joke of late, and but to be fair, I think a lot of the armies have. I think orcs are a little bit unfortunate as well of late. True, yeah, they've kind of been, they've kind of been let go completely. (laughs) Yeah, there was the uh, kind of they tried to give us the. uh, I tried to give us, I haven't played Orcs since about 1999, (laughs) but... uh, Nope, have you disappeared? It turns out there's a mute button on my microphone. Well, that would probably make you go quiet. Yeah, that'd (laughs) do it. (laughs) Sorry, I was just grunting incoherently for for the time that you didn't hear me. That's all I'm uh, actually getting through my headphones this whole time you've been speaking. Sounds legit. (laughs) Yeah, what was I saying? Orcs? Orcs. In 40k. Um, yeah. We kind of got thrown a bone with the Morkonaut oh, yeah. Which was a half-baked idea. Like a mini Gargan, fair enough. But... Mm, <laughs> but just... Nondescript, I mean... Didn't have... It had store, uh, transport capacity for six models, which is great, but it didn't have assault transport. Which seems very unorky. Why would you have an orc transport that isn't an assault transport? Why would you have an orc anything that you can't assault out of? <laughs> it's, it's just hardwired into the orc psyche. It's what they do. Weird. Yeah, you know, forget about blast doors. Just put a revolving door on that so it can run out. <laughs> yeah, you don't want the armor. It just gets you to the people faster so you can hit them with your sticks. Exactly. That's what orcs want. Yeah. Orcs kind of—I know forty K since I want to say sixth edition. It might be fifth edition, but I didn't play a lot of it. It's gone in more of a shooty direction than uh, than previous editions, which doesn't suit orcs with their two ballistic skill of two. <laughs> True. Yeah. 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 Kind of. Kind of orcs really have got the shitty end of the stick when it comes to. Uh, it's just they don't have armor either. Yeah, they're think, kind of they're kind of a bit lost as they are now.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I
0: feel I feel that way about a lot of the forty k armies. Like the Tau, they're kind. I feel like they're kind of stalled in where they are. They're, yeah, again, they've had a super heavy added, added recently, but nothing else of any note. Yeah, but then they they are prime shooty army, true. Yeah, I just, I, I just feel like forty k needs an AOS style Jacob. I feel like it needs yeah. the armies reinventing, giving them more of a, a place to to really explore what the armies are and what the models can be. And I really hope that the uh, the Death Watch is something exciting, like we want it to be, because there's always that niggly little worry that it's just going to be another Space Marine Codex. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it kind of seems. Perhaps they're seeing like the success of Horus Heresy where everything is, by definition, Space Marines, and they're just going, "Oh, we'll, we'll give forty k players some more Space Marines to play with." Yeah, but but we've always had Space <laughs> Marines. We just It'd be nice to see something a bit different. Yeah, uh, I like, know. none of the, the armies don't seem. Well, they went through a period of not having the same characters they used to have. But I think we are seeing character armies kind of reintroduced a little bit. I mean, i uh, hoping that eventually we're going to see a, a Codex Gene Stealer Cults. Oh, that'd be nice. Which is a great little character-filled army, which will hopefully play in a completely different style to the Tyranid Codex. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, the Tyranids have been sort of going towards lots of monstrous creatures. Yeah. Then, uh, having sort of an infantry based you know, a not terrible infantry based tyranny list would be really fun. Like keeping the sort of the synapse idea, but then having like guardsmen basically, hordes of guardsmen, that'd be fun. And I hope to bring back the limousine. I'd love that. Oh yeah. Yeah terrible. <laughs> it's not. It was brilliant. I must admit, I'm not sad to see the end of the uh, old fat patriarch sat on a throne, though. I I, I remember the model. I just can't imagine how it would fit into the modern 40k. <laughs> it was always a weird model, anyway, because he's, like, sat on his throne. How does he move around? He doesn't. He has people to do that for him. Oh, I see. Yeah, some serfs to drag him around. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, so. Is that us done for this week? I think that might be us done for this week. I think we've just had a. This is what's happened with Games Workshop for the <laughs> last uh, two years. Yeah, but-, but. What we've been doing. I, mean, I What have we been doing gaming wise? I mean, to be honest, recently Age of Sigmar has been been a big thing. Yeah. Purely for, like. Ease of use and accessibility. Just throw some models on the table and have a game. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean that's going to change a little bit with the General's Handbook, but the nice thing there is the General's Handbook doesn't lose the fact that you can just throw some models on a table and play. Yeah. It just adds extra ways of playing. Yeah, and the, even the... Um, I thought I wasn't going to like the points very much, but looking at them, they're very... It's still very much an idea with the points. Like, if you have the special weapons in your team, it doesn't change the cost of that squad. It's not micromanagement. You're not sat there going, oh, I can't quite afford this magic item, so I'll give him this one instead and all that sort of stuff. It's very much, how many points have you got? Oh, yeah, I'll use these guys, and that's kind of about the same, and we'll go from there. So Yeah, there's no optimum way to play a special character, there's no min-maxing. Yeah, it's it's still, even though there are points, it's still just, you guys get slapped on the table and you play a game. And it's just a a very loose, balancing mechanic. Hmm. Which I like. Yeah, I mean, we've played uh, some uh, Silver Tower as well. Yep. I think the other thing about Age of Sigmar and Silver Tower, we've managed to get a couple of other gaming friends who aren't necessarily wargamers into the hobby a little more. Yes, yeah. I mean, um Gaz who I used to play uh eighth edition Warhammer with, um, he's basically reusing his arm his old elf army to play AOS. And I'm pretty sure he's enjoying it a lot more than we ever enjoyed playing eighth edition. <laughs> And uh, yeah, we just donated some scaven to our friend Coop as well. So we've we've been playing four player games like Order versus Chaos. Yeah, and it's it's uh, what oh gosh, it's that word again, scaled <laughs> scaled really well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can just uh, literally playing on a dining room table while we eat pizza and shoot the shit and have a a man fight. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Anything else going on at the moment? <coughs> um, this third edition War Machine and hordes. I mean, I like I like Warmer hordes, and I played a decent amount of second edition, but it's too much hassle at the minute for me. Yeah, obviously with uh, HJ and uh, IRL, I'm just I'm just happy with Age of Sigmar at the minute. Yeah, yeah, it, it, I think it it fits the place we both are in our lives at the moment. Yeah, eventually I do plan to get into some 30k. Uh, seeing as I've got an army <laughs> just waiting to be built, just waiting. So close. Curse you, Games Workshop. I've actually been enjoying painting Alpha Legion, they are nice and simple and look really fun. Yeah, and they're all called Alpharius. Yeah, everybody. So you don't have to yeah. come up with character names. <laughs> that that's handy. <laughs> no, I I I really want to start. I've, I have a whole bunch of World Eaters. I've got the Betrayal at Box. Uh, I've got an old-school Predator I picked up on eBay. Is it the original plastic one? It's the original plastic oh, one with the... <laughs> well, the plastic... Not that... So, sadly, not that old-school. Oh. It's the old-school plastic uh, Rhino chassis and then the metal oh the uh, with the, uh, the Laz Cannon and plasma guns. No, no, no wait, a, that was the Razorback, wasn't it? Razorback, yeah. yeah. No, with the, uh, the autocannon and... Uh, I think they'll have cannons on the sponsons, but kind anyway. Kind of a boxy yeah. looking turret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember the one. Yeah. Dreadful looking thing. but oh, Great. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and I bought Khan. I actually went against my uh, usual instinct for character models and bought a special character. I think, actually, that 30k makes character models kind of acceptable. Because you. It's more of like uh it's almost like a historical war game thirty K, I feel anyway. So when you're using a character model, I don't feel like I'm cheating like I kinda of do with forty K. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. That's what that's a way of looking at it, I suppose. It's it's like it's like reenactment. It's it's the forty K equivalent of the peeled knots. Yeah, I mean back when special characters became a thing in second edition. They were always, like, super overpowered, and you're like, oh, I've got this special character, and he'll kill your army for fun and profit. Yay. <coughs> Shush. <laughs> but I, uh... Yeah. Ragnar Blackmane. Oh, God. And uh, Oh, oh, actually, possibly Abaddon the Despoiler Abaddon was even worse. was, was a monster. Just teleport in at the back of your opponent's uh, table edge, and just go to town. <laughs> what's, what's his face? <laughs> Mephiston? Is that the guy, the Blood Angel guy? The Blood Angel yeah. guy. Dante? I want to say Dante. Dante. Yeah, with the jump pack. Yeah, Dante, the gold armor in the jump pack. He was, just... oh. yeah. They always felt just kind of like, oh, we'll just invent this guy and he'll be really cool and everyone will buy the model. Whereas, yeah, I feel with 30k, it's you can go and read the books and you can read about this character and how they got to be and you can see them or like what happened to them in 40k. It has a historical feel to it, so I feel. Um, when I'm using a character in 30k, I feel like they have almost a pedigree, like they're valid. <laughs> yeah, okay, that makes sense. I must admit, uh, oh, so many Space Wolf characters I'm just waiting for. Bjorn the Fellhanded. handed They have to make Bjorn. <laughs> that would be have really to. cool, actually. Yeah, sort of before and after Bjorn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah, and I I really want to see what Lehman Russ looks like from I, Forge World. It's just... There has to be Frecky and Jerry. If there's no Frecky and Jerry, I'm out. That's true, yes. He has to have puppies. Yeah. Was he the only Primark model they'd ever made? No. Uh, oh, no, they did the, Lionel Johnson, didn't the, they? Who was, like, in a real poopy pose. No, poopy-pose. they didn't do Lionel, did they? Uh, they did do uh, the Ultramarine guy who was sat on a throne. Oh, yes. Um, what's his uh, name? Robo girly Man. Uh, Robot, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had a really stupid poopy pose. Yep. Yes, I remember. And the, yes, and Lehman Russ, who used to be a guardsman. <laughs> I didn't know and, that. Was that a thing? Yeah, that is a thing. The The old fluff from uh, Rogue Trader, Lehman Russ was a guardsman who'd been promoted to uh, to space marinehood. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a real thing cool. once upon a time. That's why the tanks are called Lehman Russ. Ah, I see, yeah, yeah, it all makes sense now. Yeah, I must have no. I, lo- I love. Um, I have a PDF kicking around somewhere of uh, of the Rogue Trader rules. I'm reading through that and the, like the almost the beta fluff for forty k that's in there is brilliant. By brilliant, you mean mad as a box of frogs, right? But yeah, it was the eighties, and it was a publication by. Um, Weird, nerdy British people who had like no oversight from people telling them how marketable their ideas were. Hmm. It's just bananas and it's great. I love it. I feel like, um, like looking back on Rogue Trader and seeing John Blanche's artwork still being used, I feel like he's sort of the last remnant of, of that. Ah, uh, John Blanche. Really weird, let's just do whatever the hell we like and see what sticks kind of approach. Yeah, are there any of the old school ones there? I know obviously the Perry brothers have gone on to uh make their own historical wargaming minis. Yeah. this uh, Jez Goodwin? I don't know if Jez is still there, you he know. Is. He is. Is He yes, yeah, he's still going. Yeah, I think he was he had quite a lot to do with uh, with AOS actually. Mm. Yeah. I uh I really love Jez's sort of miniature concept art, especially for the um the Eldor, like the Aspect Warriors. I loved his concept art for that. That was like, if I think back of, of all the art that I remember, I remember sort of his drawings of the Aspect Warriors the most, I think. Yeah, I've got my uh, Land Raider, obviously. The box was uh, signed by Jez Goodwin, and he nice. signs in Eldar rooms, <laughs> <laughs> because he's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, He's got to be getting on now, bless him. <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh, shit was it Jess Goodwin i saw the other day did a video for uh something something yes uh, uh the great war games survey or whatever it's called Oh right yeah they've been putting out advertising videos i know uh calvatore's done one calvatore alessio calvatore Cavatore, that's the one. And I'm pretty sure it was Jez Goodwin's done one as well. All right. I'll have to look those up. I I saw a thing about that, but I've not read anything about it. Yeah, cool. Right. At that, are we going to uh, call it? I think we probably should. Right. I I think this has been relatively successful. Hopefully next time we'll uh, do a little bit more research (laughs) and talk about something that's not Games Workshop. Yeah, we'll be a little bit more focused, but it's been nice to do kind of a catch-up. Yeah, sit and chat. Yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah. Well, thank ha! You. Success! <laughs> Winning! <laughs> Alright, well thank you guys for listening. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed our prattle a little bit. And uh, all things working out, we'll see you again next week. Yeah, uh, in the meanwhile, if anyone has any questions, anything they want to tell us, any advice, anyone just wants to tell us that we suck, uh, uh, send not. emails to Neil. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, we're on uh, Twitter as SMWFCast. Uh, you can reach us at um, smallmanswatfight.com. I think we've got links to just about everything on there. And you can listen to the episodes directly in SoundCloud at soundcloud.com forward slash smallmanswhatfight. And subscribe to us in iTunes, which is apparently what people do. Are we, are we still actually on iTunes? Oh, yes, we're still on iTunes. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Wow. We're pros, man. Pros. <laughs> are we? No, no, we're not. No, not at all. <laughs> so with that, we shall bid you adieu, fair people. Cheerio, everyone. Bye. Bye.